0: Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers. This is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 219. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. I have a very special guest in the room today. Say hi, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Yes, we are doing this double style and we are excited to share with you today's guest, Arizona Facial Plastics. Yes, doc, woo woo. Uh, doctor, uh, I'm going to say this wrong. Tag, he's a idea. I'm going to say it like that, but Dr. Dr. T and his wife came in and uh, Felicia. It was so incredible meeting both of them. It was such a fun time. Brittany, what was the one thing that you learned most about uh, from our podcast?
1: How they do it all. They're a family of five and they managed to just kind of step out of the boundaries when it comes to their business and when it comes to being a phenomenal family. So I loved learning more about them than we see through the business side.
0: Absolutely. So thank you to both of them for coming through our doors from there. We are going to jump into our business side. You can hear every episode of Finding Arizona podcast at our website, www.FindingArizonaPodcast.com On top of which there you can sign up for not only our newsletter, but you can sign up for our blog that Brittany works very hard on this week. Brittany, what's in the blog?
1: We have a version of a New Year's resolution. I don't like to call it that because I'm not cheesy like that, but you got to go check it out. It's called Roaring 2020s.
0: Yes, so very much a fun little way to get a hold of us and get into our personal life is the blog, on top of which the newsletter will go into the official things going on with the podcast, on top of which if you want to become a super fan, there is a way for you to do that. It's called Patreon, patreon.com slash Finding Arizona podcast. There you will receive bonus content like our extra bonus podcast called Find Examination, Rapid Fire 50 Questions that even Dr. T and his wife took part in and it was so incredible. Incredible to get to know them on another personal level. All of that available to you at Finding Arizona, oh, Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. Uh, from there, we are going to jump into my favorite part of the intro, our community cork board. You can send us an invite or something of the sorts to our uh, email at Finding Arizona Podcast at Gmail.com. There we will set up an intro for you like the following. We have two very cool things going on this weekend. So, today, tomorrow, uh, Tomorrow, Sunday uh, the following Sunday uh, February 2nd and then the following Sunday in March 1st uh, all taking place over at Melrose Vintage Market yes they are putting on a market in Melrose it's close to us 700th West Campbell Avenue Phoenix Arizona there you will go from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. there will be dog-friendly places for you to go with your friends all kinds of reusable shopping bags everything's up to code very fun it's a very good fr- kid-friendly place go check it out uh, today or actually tomorrow starting at 9 a.m. over in downtown Melrose District. Uh, Next up, January 5th, which is tomorrow, turn up the volume in 2020 workshop. Yes, there's a Girl Squad Incorporated. They are putting on a workshop and it goes, uh, it all is helpful for those of you who want to make your 2020 outstanding. You can get your tickets at girlsquadinc.com that is tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That is it for our community cork board, please send us an invite or again, Keep up with us at Finding Arizona Podcast all over through social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Easy for you guys to connect with us. Also, let us know who you want us to record with for 2020. We are always taking suggestions. We always like connecting with you guys. And uh, again, this episode was incredible to learn about the background of a place like this, Arizona Facial Plastics, um, what they do, how they communicate, and also how they live their lives as a family. We're so excited for this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Join us on on the next one. This has been episode 219. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye y'all. What is it you do and why do you do it? Here at Finding Arizona Podcast, we love to showcase that. And so do our friends at Every Impression Counts. They offer free strategy consultations so you can envision the possibilities for your business or idea, such as websites, social media management, paid advertising like the top of Google, along with advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, video production, photography, podcasting, SEO, blogging, analytics, and so much more. In today's world, it's never been so cost-effective to produce and distribute content with the tools that you have at your disposal. If you've ever thought, what if, just have a convo with my friends at Every Impression Counts. You can find them at eic.agency, or check out what they're up to by following them on Instagram and Facebook at Every Impression Counts and tell them Finding Arizona Podcast sent you. And I'm actually probably gonna have you guys introduce yourself so, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Finding Arizona Podcast. I am your host, Jose. Every week we bring in someone very special, and today we have two special guests. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves because I don't want to butcher the last name. I, I still feel
2: unconfident on that. It's actually super easy. It's okay. a trick. I'm Felicia Day, and I tell people to think of Seize the Day. Oh, nice. That's Ryan a wonderful... Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty day. easy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And yourself?
3: I'm Farhan Tehezadeh.
0: Farhan yeah. Um and you guys are representing?
2: So we own together Arizona Facial Plastics, mm-hmm. which is a medical aesthetics business. Um, my husband, Dr. Tehizadeh, is a board-certified facial plastic surgeon yes. and also board-certified in ear, nose, and throat surgery. Awesome, and, yes. And um, so we run Arizona Facial Plastics.
0: Okay, so I just, you know, I usually just start off that way and just kind of really want to get to know you guys from a beginning status. So if you can kind of um, help our listeners, give us a little bit of your origin story and how you came to Arizona Facial Plastics.
3: Sure. Sure. Um, So I'm a physician. Yes. And we um, had a uh knack in our practice for entrepreneurial opportunities, yes. devices especially. Okay. And so we came to the Arizona market. We've um, been able to do um, the clinical trials mm-hmm. on new technologies at the same time that we've been able to expand the facial plastics practice. Yes, And our practice is unique because a lot of the more uh, current therapies, yes. um, new technologies and so forth, we're developing, uh, we're developing them right here in our practice uh, every week. Awesome, yeah. and Felicia, I, please step in at any yeah, time. sure. <laughs>
2: so we um, actually opened the practice here in Arizona in 2017, mm-hmm. and before that, we had been in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for about 10 years doing a similar type of business. Gotcha. And Albuquerque just became a little bit small after a while, just mm. due to mm. um, you know some contraction in the medical healthcare field. Like yeah. it just became difficult to find, it was funny that I couldn't find places that wanted to take cash anymore. So So fascinating. Yeah. yeah, When you do um, medical aesthetics, you know, people are paying cash because it's all optional surgeries that people are getting done. um, If you go to the surgical end, we do lots more than that. But um, yeah, in New Mexico, it just became hard to find surgery centers where you could pay to get the cases done. And so one of the reasons we came to Arizona was just to have that sort of bigger market to be in
0: understandable I get that and that's that's something that um, we've started to really emphasize and show off in this podcast is the um, variety of different business owners and how they actually come to Arizona Um, you'll see that status or the kind of journeys between each entrepreneur change Um, I think one thing that I've started to notice is as our city grows the market kind of grows along with it as well with the different individuals and businesses coming in Um, for yourself.
3: Was it hard to let go of the Albuquerque place? I mean, we had a great practice there and we have a lot of friends and associates. But I think in the Southwest, um, Phoenix is obviously the jewel city with its uh, rate of growth yeah. and the opportunities that are here, especially in the healthcare sector. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of um, uh, physicians, healthcare entrepreneurs. Uh, gravitating to this market because you have a uh, good patient base given the expanding population of Maricopa County. Yes. uh, While simultaneously you have a more reasonable uh, cost of living and a more reasonable quality of life as compared to sort of the the coast where you have similar um, opportunities in entrepreneurship, but then you're dealing with a lot more complications with life And Mm -hmm. certainly with cost of living and so forth. Yes. Um, And also with, you know, especially with some of the trials and other things that we're doing, being in a rapidly growing market and Mm -hmm. a very diverse market, it gives us a lot more opportunities to engage different groups of people with different programs. And I think that's why we've been able to continue to sustain the business here.
0: Uh, see i love this back and forth you guys are yin and yang you you guys just really i really enjoy your back and forth as a couple and just kind of as a business business owners too because definitely feel like you know i love talking to him because he's the technical side and that's that's really fun and for me as as someone who's generally wants that technician technique technical side to it and i know you are just fun (laughs) and just you can have the energy and i just love this dynamic so first off I just want to say congratulations to that, you. what Thank you guys you. have together. You.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's important when you're running a business to have all of those different aspects covered, right? Like mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's medicine or a podcast or yeah. you know PR or whatever, you've got to understand the nuts and bolts of what you're doing and do it well, For right? Sure. Like have a great product that you're delivering a great result. And then you have to find a way to connect to your ideal clients, right? Mm-hmm. Like who are the patients that... Um, And this is something that I think we've gotten really good at in the past couple years is really identifying patients who are a good fit for our practice. Beautiful.
0: I like that. Um, Just as a statement overall, there was three foundational things that you guys had in your website that are um, critical to your business. And I wanted to kind of go over those kind of foundational things for you. One of them was um, off the top of my head. I believe one of them was your guys's.
2: Regenerative um, therapy? Yes, yeah. regenerative
0: therapy. Yeah, so we
2: try to, um, you know, aesthetics, wellness, functional medicine, these are all concepts that I think people are becoming more aware of mm-hmm. and more willing to pay out of pocket for. Okay. And so aesthetics is a huge component of that, but we were finding that patients who were coming in for aesthetic needs, like mm-hmm. they wanted some Botox or their skin was sagging, they had other things going on also, right? Like yes. as you get older, um, your joints don't work as well mm-hmm. or your healing process isn't as quick as it used to be. Sure. So we really focus the practice on three different areas, which was regenerative aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also focus on sexual health.
4: Okay.
2: And then the last area is... Actually, it's regenerative therapies, facial aesthetics, and sexual health. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So. The facial aesthetics part, um, I know, on your end is is kind of your, is that your favorite part? Or what is one of your, you like, know, what's your favorite
3: part of this I think for me, the business of aesthetics has evolved into this mm-hmm. and I love it all. Um, what we used to do in traditional medicine was we would compartmentalize, this is traditional medicine, this is aesthetics. Okay. And then there was a gray area in between that everybody ignored. Gotcha. And the reality is that aesthetics is more than that. It's a form of anti-aging medicine. Mm-hmm. And in anti-aging medicine, regenerative um, therapies and therapies that are related to lifestyle. Yes. With sexual health being a focus mm-hmm. um, are very relevant because it's the same person going through the same experience. Yes. And so we're trying to provide them with a more comprehensive Opportunity to improve other aspects of their health. Gotcha. Whereas before, aesthetics was basically you go get plastic surgery and you're done. Mm-hmm. Given the evolution of the technologies and the progressive nature of the interventions that we can now do, which mm-hmm. we couldn't do when I started my career, yeah. really 15 years ago, and then a lot of this stuff is new. Yeah. We're able to create a transitional space where you can. Um, progressively do these therapies mm-hmm. to improve your overall health. So that at the same time that your skin is aging, you can certainly intervene with that, but also take advantage of critical, critical yeah. new technologies in regenerative medicine and sexual health. And interestingly, a lot of the same machines and technologies that are being developed in aesthetics mm-hmm. have parallels in those other areas of functional medicine.
1: Looking for a meaningful holiday gift? For listeners who are moms or moms to be, or if you have a mom, mother figure, or mom friends, we've got the perfect gift for you to gift your kids or the mom in your life. A hardcover, illustrated book, The Color of Mother, is written by Arizona author Chelsea Young as a tribute to moms to acknowledge them for who they are while showing kids they are loved. Fun fact, it's based on a poem Chelsea wrote for her mom at age 11. As a twofold gift, The Color of Mother is a story for children up to age 10 that encourages creativity, helps them express their feelings, and teaches a lesson of gratitude, and is a token of appreciation for moms of any age or any stage of motherhood. Order your signed copy for $24.99 today, December 14th, to get it before Christmas at coloreverything.love. That's dot L-O-V-E. The price includes a custom message, shipping, and a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Phoenix Domestic Violence Shelter Sojourner Center. Find a full list of places to purchase The Color of Mother just in time for Christmas, including nine Phoenix area stores, and order your copy at coloreverything.love.
0: So we're back into it. And, you know, one of the one of the things that I'm most intrigued with with you guys, especially is kind of your clientele and in how you've approached the community and you're very open on social media. Was that something that you wanted to advocate for yourselves? Was, what was that approach like?
2: These days, I feel like it's a hustle, right? <laughs> no matter what you're doing, yes, whatever you're doing, it's a hustle. Um, especially if you're an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. you're trying to build a business, you have to have a presence out there. Yes. And what we've found, you know, it's been interesting to me. I'm interested in the marketing side of business. Mm-hmm. And what's been interesting to see is how when you put more out there from a social media comp- like component, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, videos that you're doing, you know, things like this, yes. how it changes your funnel of people that are coming into the office. That's right. Good. That's really and nice. for us, it's a delicate balance because since we offer a full range, right, like we do hydrofacials, regular yeah. facials, um, cryotherapy, we do injectables like the lip injections, Botox, all of those different things, mm. all the way up to facelift surgeries. If you think about that demographic, there's a huge spread, mm-hmm. right? Yes. The average person now in America, the first time they walk into a facial plastic surgeon's office is for lip injections in their 20s. Got it. And that's a really big shift then in past decades. And so if you want to be relevant, you've got to cover all of those different demographics, right? I mean, you don't have to, you could really focus on one thing. However, I think with the amount of innovation that Dr. T is doing in the practice, it's helpful to be accessible to all of the different demographics.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, so putting it out there on social media is part of that, right? But it's a delicate balance to say, okay, how much do you focus on injectables? How much do you focus on surgery? And how do you get that right mix so that the people you're attracting into the business are ones who have (laughs) money to spend on themselves. Yeah. Right.
0: And I guess I want to now throw it to yourself. I mean, one part of this is a skill level aspect. I mean, how much um, leeway do you have to say, you know, I only have enough brain power to learn these many cosmetic pieces? Like, wh- wh- where is your limit and where do you draw the line?
3: Well, this is why we focus on the face and the neck. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly we have other functional medicine focus points. Okay. But for aesthetics especially, we're very specialized to the face and neck. Mm -hmm. And we basically offer a good gamut of opportunities for rejuvenation in that area. What happens um, in our space especially is that you have practices that just do surgery. Mm -hmm. And you have practices that don't do surgery. Okay. And depending on where you end up, you get a heavy bias from the providers one way or the other. Gotcha. And what we do is because we have everything and we focus on just one aspect of cosmetic surgery or cosmetic medicine or aesthetic medicine, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. we can give people a very fair and balanced perspective on what will best help them at a certain age yeah. in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so exactly. that's kind of how we keep ourselves up to date is by focusing on one particular aspect of the aesthetic space. Mm. Whereas what I see in the industry as a whole is that because there's so many new technologies, there's so much more out there. When you try to do everything, you basically become a master of nothing.
4: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and so
3: we really try to be very focused on the face in terms of the aesthetics And then on the other side of the regenerative health and functional medicine piece, we also have very specialized focuses Mm -hmm. that are in line with some of the technologies and research that I've done. And then we kind of put it all together.
0: Nice. I mean, it's a a beautiful, like, uh, you know, different pieces to the whole puzzle. And I just, you know, I'm always curious as to, you know where, as a business owner, you draw the line as a moral, you know, advocate for you know a doctor and everything like that. You know the certain pieces of it, you know, and I understand that there is also a, you know, a, a what's this? What's the technical pieces to it? And so I'm just always, I'm always wanting to to understand a doctor's, um, his own kind of self, you know, reliance and you know his own educated self is you know, I can handle these many.
2: Right. Technical aspects. So I think it's a good point that you're bringing up, right. Especially for someone who might, like you said, be washing dishes in the kitchen thinking, oh, you know, I've noticed this is starting to sag or my lips used to be a little bit fuller. Right. (laughs) What are some of the things they should look for and think about? Um, So there people don't really realize this, but the valley is the third biggest aesthetics market in the United States did not know that yes Um. so I mean if you think about places like New York California Florida Mm -hmm. where you would think a ton would be going on it is and we're also the third largest one in the United States It's incredible right so it means that there's a huge patient population and there's also a ton of providers yes so what do you look for if you're going to go out and look for something We are strong believers that when you focus with the training that Dr. T has in facial aesthetics, so Mm -hmm. you're a board certified facial plastic surgeon, as opposed to a general surgeon or a cosmetic surgeon, right, where you're doing the whole body, your training isn't as specific to the face and neck. So he's done five years of an ENT residency, ear, nose, and throat, which is all of the surgery of the head and the neck. So really understanding facial anatomy, right? Yeah. And then he did an additional year of a fellowship specifically in plastic and reconstructive surgery. So you can go places and they maybe have done a few facelifts or they do some lip injections, but they just kind of picked it up. But they might not have that deep understanding of the structures of the face to give you a really natural looking result. Mm -hmm.
0: Especially when it comes to certain individual pieces where there might be a unique situation maybe scar tissue or something of that
2: aspect exactly so scar tissue is a huge one when you're dealing with facelifts right so if people have had one facelift and they're looking to get a revision the amount of scar tissue and how it's causing things to lay on the face I mean you know he'd be able to talk more technical (laughs) about that but that's something that you want somebody who has experience so that you end up with a better result right beautiful I love that
0: And it's very eloquently, like, again, technical piece, beautiful, like energetic, (laughs) like simple answer. And so, you know, one of the, you know, I'm curious for yourselves. I know that there's one part, like you guys have to go out and do research. And then you also have third parties come to you about certain technical pieces, new updates. Whereas um, do you guys have to, how much do you guys have to participate in that? knowledge gain
3: Um, because of the innovation side of the practice we get vendors at the very early stages of product development coming to us okay so we've done our own trials we've brought devices to market so there are not very many practices that will see technology at its inception Hmm. the way that we do yes and we also are very good at waiting for certain technologies to prove themselves out And because I lecture at meetings a lot and I have a presence on, you know, doing podium time uh, and being a key opinion leader for different companies, Mm -hmm. I go to the shows and I interact with the other faculty and it gives me some idea of what's relevant. Mm -hmm. And then you interpret it for yourself and your own patients in terms of what you're going to offer this year and what you're going to not offer. Gotcha. Um, But I think by being somewhat relevant in the research space, mm-hmm. we're able to be um, more proactive for our patients to give them answers to, you know, questions that come from the really somewhat provocative and very blatant marketing that goes on yes. to recruit patients in the aesthetic and cosmetic fields. Hmm. Just watch television and you'll see a skin cream a minute. Yes. And how do you know? So, I kind of think of ourselves as also kind of buyers for patients. We interpret what's out there for them. Yeah. And then like we a basically, shopper. like a secret shopper. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of give them a perspective on, you know, sure, you can try that product, but here's our experience with it, you and know?
2: So, you know, one that I think is really interesting and, and, you know, that Dr. T has what I think is a unique opinion on is the thread lifting, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. to make this really tangible for everyone. Um, threads have been, those PDO threads, they're called, have been really gaining in popularity. And there's been a big buzz around them for the past year and a half, I would say. And for people who don't know, threads is basically um, they put a needle in and then they anchor a thread into the face. And then as they pull the needle out, the thread stays in the skin. Uh And then depending on where you tie the knots, you can actually lift that part of the face with the thread. And... Um, it, I mean, from one standpoint, it's cool because you can get a really impressive result hmm. without surgery, right? Yes. However, we don't do threads in our practice right now, mm-hmm. and so I'll let Farhan talk a little bit about why we've made that decision for now. That's
3: beautiful. I love this. I would love to. Yeah. Hear I mean, you know, I sit on panels where we review all the literature on threads, mm-hmm. and we know that at this time the threads, the literature suggests that they don't last hmm. as long as most patients' expectations would be. But that's changing. Okay. And there are now new designs and new ideas. Mm-hmm. And as these designs and ideas come to us, we're beginning to evolve our thinking about threads to say, well, maybe in this particular application, you'll get an equivalency to something else if you want to do it. Sure, But a lot of times when you see uh, aesthetic providers, um, the evidence base is not discussed with the patient. Mm. They see something on Instagram, they see something uh, in social media, maybe they read an article, mm. and they come to purchase that because they believe it's going to give them some measure of an outcome. yeah, and maybe it does, but for the cost. You know, you get sort of the buyer's remorse three to six months down the road when the product finally has its day in the sun and it's done. Yes. So it's our job to give people some perspective that, yeah, this will work for a period of time. But for that spend, you might consider doing this or you might consider doing that.
2: Yeah. So, for example, with the threads, you know, in order to do a full phase, people will spend twenty five to thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, And those will last you six to 12 months in their
3: current form, right?
0: What's, if I can ask, what is the, I guess, the material for the threads?
3: So it's, um, PDO is a, it's a surgical thread that's used as a suture. Oh, okay. But um, it's been around for quite a few years. It's used as a dissolvable Mm -hmm. product in surgery. Yes. And various companies, especially Korean companies, have taken that molecule of a thread that's dissolvable, and they've built technologies around it to unidirectionally lift the face and neck or even other parts of the body Mm -hmm. without being too invasive. Got it. So PDO is the molecule, and I forget the name of it, poly Poly something. Something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very long, yeah. very long and hard to say. <laughs> but it's an absorbable material. Got it. Um, the problem is that because it's absorbable, just as Felicia alluded to. It disintegrates. It disintegrates. Yeah. And if you're using it as a leverage point to lift tissue, when it disintegrates, the tissue has no anchor mm-hmm. and it will regress. Mm-hmm.
2: Fall back down. Yes.
3: Yeah, so ultimately it's getting better. Mm-hmm. What it was 10, 15 years ago it's much different now and it's getting better and the companies are looking at longevity versus cost. Mm-hmm. And because of the public interest in the aesthetic space, we're seeing a very large number of people interested in these technologies. Yeah. And it's our job to give them some perspective on how long mm-hmm. it's gonna last for, for the sure. cost of whatever it is they're getting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is all incredible information that I think for someone who is just, like I said, someone who is very curious, maybe just like on the outskirts looking in, just like, maybe I want to go this route or maybe I want to just wait a little bit longer. These are the type of things that I think a lot of the bigger part of your population who are on the um, other end of like saying yes to the uh, you guys as a business, um, I, you know, I just want to. I think that that helps the connection that you guys are sharing right now because it does show a level of concern and and um, openness that you have to want to you know have that. Conversation with the client and the clientele.
2: Yeah. So one thing that I've learned is that it's much easier to tell a person at the beginning that they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to get their result and have them go away, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> than to promise them something that's not going to happen and have to deal with someone who's unhappy later. Mm-hmm. And so at Arizona Facial Plastics, we have tried very hard to put an educational process in place mm-hmm. through some of Dr. T's relationships with innovators. We have a really extensive photography system that we use for all of our clients who come in. So when you come in for a complimentary consultation, Mm -hmm. we'll take 3D pictures of you and also skin analysis pictures that help us understand what's actually happening on the invisible surface of your skin and Mm -hmm. then also at the deeper layers of your skin. Because what we're trying to do is help you enjoy the aging process. You know, there was a... The other day, somebody said, you know, uh, I think I put it on the Instagram. I was like, you're getting older. Thank God. Consider the alternative. Right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like, it's actually a good thing, but we all want to enjoy it. And so what we're here to be is your partner so that you age in a positive way. And for everyone, that's going to look a little bit different. But we use the cameras and all of our experience to really help you understand what's the best match for you from a budget standpoint. Sure. Yeah. The results that you're looking for. So what's important to you? I might see something on your face, but if it doesn't bother you, why yeah. Why should we fix it? Right? Yeah, exactly. So what's important to you that needs to be addressed? And then also time frame, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's busy these days. There are some things you can do that will have you out for a week or two. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can afford that much downtime. And so if you're someone that can't afford downtime, we have a bunch of combination treatments that we can do yeah. where you won't be able to tell Like, for example, um, we have a new device that I just got a treatment on about four hours ago around my eyes. And it's a laser to tighten skin. But you can't tell that I got anything done. But in a couple of days, like it's already tighter, I can tell. And in a couple of days, Uh um, you know, some of these bags under here are going to be resolved. The eyelid skin that's getting a little bit heavier. You know, I'm 41 now. (laughs) I think every year it's getting a little heavier. You look great, by the way. Thank you. Um, That's going to be tighter. And this is a procedure where you don't people don't have to know that you did something mm-hmm. and you'll still get the results. Yeah.
0: You look not a day over 27.
2: Yay. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dr. T I want to, that's why you should come to Arizona. Yeah. To <laughs> <your> <laughs> <class>. you <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. Dr. T I would love to ask you, what are um, some exciting new um, things that you have seen lately that um, have your interests? Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, A lot of the technology that's coming to the market (coughs) is bringing back things that were developed years ago, but in a much more refined form. Mm -hmm. So like this year, um, we focused on a particular frequency of laser that's very, very effective for lightening skin in terms of dealing with issues like melasma, which is-
2: I'll just jump in to to make this relatable. You know, here in the Southwest, that's a huge problem that people have. Um, Melasma is just a pigment that's in the skin. It can be triggered by heat which we have tons of yes. right triggered by sun exposure yes. can be triggered by hormones so any woman who gets pregnant can suddenly have this these brown spots come out on her face got it um, and then also certain populations so Hispanic backgrounds tend to have more of it in their genetics than others so this is a prime location for dealing but with thank,
0: thank you for causing me more anxiety
3: yeah so we you know, traditionally these therapies that have been available to men and women have not been that effective. Mm. So we did some preliminary work to try to figure out different frequencies of lasers. And we came upon one that had a good history and we've been able to work with the company to really define how effective the laser is for um, evening out the color of the skin, yeah. but in a way that it lasts. Yeah. Um, so that's one example. The second example is really using cooling. Okay. Um, heat is the basis for a lot of skin inflammation. Mm-hmm. The sun, the temperature, your activity level all adds to your predisposition to hold warmth in the skin. Okay. And that warmth has consequences. And if it's not the UV damage that ultimately leads to uh, you know, some degradation in various parts of the skin mm. um, or the pigment that can become darker as you're retaining more heat and so forth. Yeah. So a lot of the therapies that are in the aesthetic space are heat-based therapies. Mm. Now heat-based therapies are fine when it's 60, 50, 40 degrees outside. Yeah. When it's 110 degrees, can it's not really it <laughs> ideal, but we haven't really had anything for these markets, these climates when it gets hot. Mm-hmm. So we pioneered carboxy cryotherapy, so we're using very cold carbon dioxide gas yeah. as a way to literally cool the skin and stimulate the skin to take a direction or a position of less inflammation. Okay. So in the summertime, we've moved a lot of our clients off of heat-based therapies to cool-based therapies, okay. but in an evidence-based way. So that's a second kind of um, technology that we've really gotten into. And then this year we have engagements with companies like the one that Felicia just referenced with the yellow lights. um, We have um, other groups engaging us in a variety of other interesting new um, technologies. Um, But the basis of it is to really find niches in the market or issues with different parts of the market Mm -hmm. that we can then help patients get a better outcome Mm -hmm. and a more relevant outcome for the climate that we're living here in the southwest because again a lot of the technologies they work to a point but when you're in this climate you literally don't get as much as people want it's different
0: it's a whole different level of I, i love how you guys are taking the understanding of your actual community and level of like to the social point of this whole understanding the region where you're at and how you effectively treat your patients for the region that they're in.
2: I think you can even go to smaller regions than that too, right? So we're um, 16th street and Camelback area. Yeah. And I've noticed that we have a very different aesthetic than people in like Wayne, North Scottsdale. Yeah. Okay. Two of the, um, two of the main reasons that people don't come in to start working on their skin until it's too late, right? Is they're afraid it's going to hurt and they're afraid it's going to look fake. Hmm. And so we've worked hard um, to really address both of those things. Uh, We've done a lot from a pain perspective. So the cryotherapy is one of them. Using the cold gas, you can actually really effectively chill areas so that things don't hurt. Yeah, We use laughing gas now, which I personally <laughs> have a ball with. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> and um, and the numbing cream, of course. But so, you know, you, you don't really have to be afraid, right? Because w- there's not going to be so much pain. Sure. And you don't really have to be afraid of looking fake because that's not the aesthetic that we go for in our part of the Valley market. Yeah. Not that people out there want to look fake, but... But they want to look, some people want to look more natural. Some people want to look more enhanced.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, One of the things that I would love to get into more understanding of your your guys' relationship and how you guys, you know, found each other and how you guys came to even start this business. Like, what was the conversation like?
2: I I don't think there really was a conversation. (laughs) It was just sort of a... um, So we... You know, uh, we met in 1998, I believe, which huh? like decades ago. Um, the 90s. Then, you know, <laughs> right? so, when you hear our kids talk about it, yeah. so it's like
3: us referencing the 70s. No, no, you know? no, no, I will say, many of the shows like Friends are making a very uh, and good the and The oh, yeah. Office are making a comeback. So now yeah. I see kids watching Friends and wearing Friends shirts, yeah. like it's the greatest show ever. <laughs> and we're like, Where have you been?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so we've, we've known each other for a long time, and we um, moved to Albuquerque, like we said, in 2005, yeah. and he started a private practice then. Then he was lucky enough to get connected with a national company that specialized in aesthetics and be the yeah. chief medical officer for them, and then also the lead surgeon at the Albuquerque office. And so through that experience, you know, Dr. T was able to perform almost, I think, over 3,500 facelifts in a period of about 10 years. Which is really, actually, people don't, this is, again, something you're going to research. You know, most surgeons are doing 10 to 15 facelifts a year. Mm -hmm. And he was lucky enough to do 350 a year for Mm -hmm. 10 years, right? So a huge volume of cases. And um, at the same time that he was doing that much on the aesthetic side, he also wanted to have an ENT practice so in Albuquerque it was a little bit reversed from where we're at today in Albuquerque we had a private practice where we saw ENT patients Hmm. and I was involved in that but he was only in that business about one day a week so it was really sort of a smaller part of our lives you know our kids were young I'm an attorney so I was working as an attorney back then and then kind of doing the financial aspect of the practice on the side yeah um since coming to Arizona I I just decided I was like, you know, I don't want to do insurance anymore. That is <laughs> yeah. a difficult difficult business to be in, yeah. and sometimes it costs as much to take an insurance case wow. as you get paid or you lose money on them. Yeah. I imagine. So here um with our business Arizona Facial Plastics, we decided to just do cash-based aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And he's still involved in ENT through a multi-specialty group in town. So okay. we've always been able to find a way for him to stay involved um, really actively in both of those specialties. Uh,
0: that's really great. And I, I really enjoy that. So I'm going to give the mic to Brittany. We have a section of our podcast called Brittany's Big Question. So she's allowed <laughs> okay. to ask one question. Just, <laughs> no, <laughs> she, I give her all the time she hey. wants. <laughs> uh,
1: I wanted to talk a little bit about the No Tribe because that's how we had um gotten to know each other a little bit and yeah. I love like seeing you at all the activities and you bring your kids and you get them involved. So my one question is kind of a two-parter is you know how have you benefited from the No Tribe? You know what do you really get from it? What do you, you know see your kids getting from it as well? Not only just from the tribe, but what do your girls learn from the business? I mean having two amazing entrepreneurs in the family, you know having a doctor, having a lawyer like That's definitely up there, but like, what are you teaching your girls? How do you kind of blend all of it?
2: Sure. So, so we have three kids and we have one daughter, Arden, she's 10. And when I met Sarah Bankin, the founder of the No Tribe, it was probably in 2017, right after we moved to Phoenix, I met Mm -hmm. her at a central Phoenix women luncheon. Mm -hmm. Then she came to me a little bit later and was like, Hey, I'm starting this book. And, um, you can get a page in it. And, you know, at the time I didn't really have a good concept for what it was. However, she told me who the demographic was and it made a lot of sense for our business, right. That, um, It was women who were professionals in their field. And that's, you know, that's kind of our demographic. The other reason that I decided to engage with her was because it wasn't a one-off thing. It wasn't just like, here, put your picture in the book and then wait until next year and see if you want to do it again. She explained that they were, the intention behind it was to really have ongoing activities where the women could meet each other, support each other, share ideas. And to me, that's the best way to To do business is through relationship, right? So to meet other people, to understand at a deeper level what they do, just like we're doing here, right? Get to know them, support other people's endeavors, and then that's how you find your fit, right? That's how you find the people that are going to work the best with you, Mm And that you can have the most impact with. So when we um, first did the No Tribe in 2017, it was a lot of fun. I had my daughter come with me to the first photo shoot, and uh, (laughs) she kind of helped pick out the dress. And then, you know, I've taken her to some of the other events because I do want her to know that, you know... um, there's a lot you can do. And through the No Tribe, she meets women who do all kinds of different things. You yeah. know? And every year she takes the book and she reads through and then she looks at who's <laughs> in there. And, um, you know, she's like, Mom, what does this job mean? You know, some of them are a little bit exciting for a 10-year-old. You know? <laughs> some, of the, some of the jobs that people have. Um, and, and so she really, I think, is getting exposed to this idea that women are leaders. Good. You know? Yeah. Um and she always asks me now can I come to that event can I come to that one so some of them I have to tell her no that one's not for you <laughs>
4: okay. um, Yeah
2: yeah, she loves it. And also my son, Asher, the 13-year-old, he was pretty jealous that I brought Art to the racetrack nice. event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, what? She's going to, what is a Indy 5? What was yes. NASCAR. 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 She's, she gets yeah. to go to the NASCAR. You can tell I don't go to many of them.
0: <laughs> it was our first one. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was our first um, one too.
2: But so that's why I keep being involved in it, is I think it's amazing what she's done to grow the idea. It was a pretty genius idea, a time where personal branding is so important. Like mm. no matter what you're doing everybody has kind of a side gig or a hustle or they want sure. to have this idea of a personal brand. And so the book gives people that opportunity yeah, and also that connection, right? Like people are looking more mm-hmm. at what's in their neighborhood. What can they support locally? And then how can they expand that network nationally? So
0: yeah, I love that. that was awesome. That was a great, like, you guys are doing so many great things, especially just not only for your business, but for your children as well, for your, for yourselves and you try. Yeah. I say it,
2: parenting is the hardest thing because you have to put a hundred percent of your effort into it and then try to be a hundred percent detached from the results. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're their own people and they're mm. going to make their own decisions.
0: So, so insightful. Thank you uh, for oh that. My because God. It's, like,
2: it's hard though.
0: <laughs> we just, I mean, we just got, we've like, Today or was it yesterday is our two months being Today. married? Today is our two months. Yeah, oh, being congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Oh We're 60, days. <laughs> Sixty days together. You're in the seventy-fifth percentile. Um, it, and, and it's, you know, to have you both here and I know how much, you know, spending time with your children and you know being so work loaded. I really want to say thank you to both of you. Thank you, you. I, you, I, so much you for know I really this. appreciate thank it. You. Before we go, I do ask everyone, what is one goal that we can possibly put out there for you guys so that the people know what your guys' goals are and also maybe we can make something happen.
2: Yeah, well I would just love for people to come in. I think that You know, aging is not something to be afraid of. And Mm -hmm. what I want people to know is the earlier they start thinking about it, the easier it's going to be. You know, if you um, take a little bit of time to come in and bring a friend with you, right? Like do this journey with somebody. Come in, get that consultation, learn about your skin. And in your 20s, it's as easy as using good skincare products and maybe a little Botox. Absolutely.
0: Dr. T, do you have any
3: last comments? (laughs) Um, I think that... You know, the, the technology today makes it a great time to be alive
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> because I think we can do so much more just even in the course of my career mm-hmm. than where we used to be. And I hope that your listeners are open to taking advantage of exactly what Felicia was referencing, mm-hmm. which is getting an early jump on aging, getting an early jump on um, your skin, and really trying to um, understand what's available to you. And then at certain intervals, finances depending and your lifestyle depending, take advantage of them to reset the clock.
2: Well, I'll just say, from the finances standpoint, I've also tried really hard in the business to make it accessible. Mm-hmm. And so this year we launched a new membership program. Oh, where nice. it's $129 a month is the entry-level one. Okay. And that gets you four skincare visits per year. So you come Beautiful. in. You meet with an esthetician, mm-hmm. and it really allows us to do whatever we need to on your face. So nice. whereas in the past, yeah. you might have had to save up you know, 800 to to $1,000 to get, say, a microneedling.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, after just four months of banking that $129, you can come in, and if you need the microneedling and a laser, we can do both of those for you. So it's a great value, mm-hmm. yes. and it just makes it something that's part of your budget, right? Like you get your oil changed on your car, mm-hmm. you should do something to your face, too. Absolutely. I
0: like that. I love the way you put that. And so last but not least, we do end up leaving you guys to promote your business, where they can find you online, your phone number, address, everything. This is you.
2: Cool. So we're Arizona Facial Plastics, and we are at 4602 North 16th Street, Suite 301. And that's in Phoenix, 85016. You can call us for that free consultation at 480 2960488 and the website is www.arizona spelled out facial plastics with an s.com. Awesome.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, before you go, you can catch every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. Uh, we do have a way for you to become a super fan. That is over at Patreon.com slash podcast. We put up all extra bonus content in there. That's everything from videos to whatnot. Um, Brittany and I also do a blog and a newsletter. So if you want to sign up for that, that is also available to you at the website. Last but not least, social media, all under Finding Arizona podcast. That's... Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Finding Arizona Podcast. And with that, we say goodnight to both of you. Thank, Thank you for you. coming in. Thank you, Jose. It's great to meet you. <laughs> it's great meeting you guys, and we say goodnight to all of you listening.
3: Good night, y'all. Good night.